0: Let us be attentive. You, O Lord, shall keep us and preserve us. Save me, O Lord, for the godly man has failed. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Let
1: us be attentive.
0: Brethren, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, he who teaches in his teaching, he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who contributes in liberality, he who gives aid with zeal, he who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness, Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Never flag in zeal, be aglow with the Spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in your hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them.
1: Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive. At that time, getting into abode, Jesus crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on his bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, this man is blaspheming. when the crowd saw, they were afraid, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. Peace be with you, who proclaim the gospel.
2: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This is the time of the year in the church that we think about the lives and the ministry of the apostles. From their time of Pentecost and the receiving of the Holy Spirit, until they're gathering around the bier of the Mother of God at her dormition. and When we see them gathered, it is always a beautiful and moving symbol of unity. Think of them gathered at the Last Supper, gathered in the upper room, gathered at the falling asleep of the Mother of God. Wonderful sign of unity. And when it comes to the paramount of the apostles, Peter and Paul, we have this beautiful image of unity, the two pillars of the church, holding the church aloft. Or sometimes we see them embracing each other. What a wonderful, inspiring view of what it's like to be united together. But you know, there's a backstory. And that backstory was filled with backbiting, conflict. There was a lot going on in the early church of the apostles and the disciples of Christ. And it took a great deal to forge that unity. It wasn't automatic, and it wasn't easy. First of all, the apostles and the disciples had to overcome their own passions. There was envy and jealousy among them John and, and the sons of Zebedee, James and John, asked God, hey, can we have the best seats in your kingdom? Right there behind home plate. That's where we want to sit. Looking out for number one. And then there was the howardness, the lack of courage that they displayed oftentimes. Peter, oh yeah, I'm with you to the end. Then the cock crowed thrice. and He was nowhere to be found, and in fact, none of the disciples were there to be found. The only people... At the foot of the cross were the women. None of these brave men who swore they would see Christ to the end were anywhere in sight. Then there was the despair. Despair, hopelessness, was a sin. And they suffered from this sin they gave up very easily when they didn't see the signs of victory hidden, the cross of Christ. But not only did they have to overcome their own passions and their own weaknesses of personality, they also had to learn to forge agreement about issues about which they felt very passionately. Peter and Paul fought bitterly in the beginning. When Paul saw Peter eating with the Gentiles, or rather with the Jews, when he claimed the gospel would be for the Gentiles, Paul called them out face to face. Called him a hypocrite. And later, Peter wrote, well, when you read Paul's writings, I suppose it's by his own wisdom, but boy, a lot of you are going to be confused because you won't know what he was talking about. There was a rivalry, and that rivalry was over the view of Christ's meaning to the world. But they had to forge an understanding. They had to come together. They had to see each other's viewpoint. So when you read, as we did today in the epistle of Paul to the Romans, says, cling to what is good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and in honor giving preference to one another. That wasn't easy for them. Not when they felt so strongly about their calling and not when so much was at stake could they put brotherhood ahead of self-assertion and claiming to be right. My spiritual father once said that the best way to develop your spiritual life is to ask yourself occasionally, Did it ever occur to you that you could be wrong? Humility. Brotherhood. Listening to the others. For you see, unity is not the same as uniformity. Unity is not the same as conformity. There's a difference. You can impose uniformity by force of will or strength, but unity comes from brotherly love, links in a chain forged by love. There's a lesson here There's a lesson not only for us as Orthodox Christians, but for us as American citizens as well. What does it say on the seal of our country? E pluribus unum. Out of the many, one. Out of the many disagreements and divisions And party, politics, out of the many, is one. They will know that you are Christians when you love one another. Even if you might not agree with one another. Even if you might feel, oh, in this case, I am right. But as Paul makes it very clear in the letter to the Romans, the name calling, the confrontation, the anger does not produce the fruits of the Holy Spirit manifested in the call of Jesus Christ, the upward calling to His glory. But what brings about unity is understanding, is listening, is occasionally admitting, maybe I'm wrong. Mother Teresa was asked one time, when you pray, what do you say to God? And she said, oh, I don't say anything, I just listen. And then the person asks, and what does God say to you? And she said, well, nothing. He just listens to. Perhaps listening now is the way to unity, the way that the apostles showed the unity, and the way e pluribus unum. And may we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the unapproachable glory of our Lord, God, and Savior, Jesus Christ, together with his all-holy, good, and life-giving spirit, and his Father, the Father of us all, together. Amen. Amen.